Good Sunday morning. I'm Jaden Jefferson, and welcome to this week's Community Focus. This morning, I am joined by Lucas County Commissioners Pete Gerken and Lisa Sebecki. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you, Jake, for having us. Appreciate it um, much. Thank you, and thanks for being on the show. And obviously, it's December now, which means that 2023, it really went by pretty quick. So in terms of this year for the Lucas County Commissioners, talk about what was accomplished this year that you guys are excited about. There's a lot. Um, what we're excited about is a 10-year process. Uh, well, we had a new commissioner for the year, so congratulations to Lisa being our, our board member. That's a big accomplishment. We uh, we got a year under our belt with, with Lisa. Look forward to many more. So it's been a good year to learn each other and contribute to each other's uh, uh, strengths to the county. Um, we did come on in time. We uh, got started on a new jail, which not everybody would find exciting, but we, as the county commissioners, have been impassioned about criminal justice reform, about uh, giving people the right experience. And, and I would like to say, I remind everybody, it's important. The Lucas County Jail is not a prison. Nobody is sentenced to that jail. So why do we put a lot of community important? If you get arrested, you're just there for a short period of time going to trial. So we think people that are held without conviction ought to have an experience um, that isn't awful to do it. It's bad enough. You get in jail because something bad happened, right? Um, and we don't want things to get worse. So we're, I think I'm excited about that. Lisa will, will join us, but we, we sued the EPA and won. We're still fighting for clean water access. Uh, and we're always going to stand up to keep uh, Great Lakes, Maumee River, and, and Lake Erie clean. Uh, completed uh, a renovation of the Huntington Center or the uh, Convention Center. Uh, completed the opening of, of our hotel. Um, in the last year, we've worked with the community to do a diverse things like uh, the Greenbelt Parkway Apartments. We got we got in there, got in our uh, our sleeves put up to try to make a, what used to be the worst housing project in the city uh, cleaned up and a place for their, their residents to shine. So there's a couple of things that come off my head. And Commissioner hey. Sebucky, before I have you chime in on those, I also wanted to emphasize that as well. This was your first year with the Lucas County Commissioners. So was this just a readjustment for you? It, it was. And, you know, I appreciate uh, Commissioner Gherkin, Commissioner Wozniak uh, for welcoming in, welcoming me in, uh, but um, had probably maybe about two hours to be able to take a breath. And we just, you know, just slid in and and went right to work. And um, so I appreciate that. So but we have been working, you know, we also um, broke ground on our new canine care and control facility, a thirty seven million dollar project as Commissioner Gergen talked about um, our new detention center, um, but also our dogs kind of felt like they're in a detention center currently right now, um, but soon going to be having an amazing new home. And it's right there on Monroe Street, uh, right in the corridor. And I know that those uh, pups, when they come in there, are just going to be so excited to have a brand new facility along with the staff. And they um, all deserve that new opportunities there, too. We also did a lot of investments around affordable housing. I know that's very near and dear to all three of us. Uh, we've done a lot of um, uh, ARPA dollars going into those investments, approximately $1.5 million to help develop the Charleside Lofts project. This is a workforce housing development in Maumee. So we had that opening, excited for that. Um, also with LMA, Lucas County, uh, Lucas County Metropolitan Housing, the redevelopment of the Park Hotel, which is going to be transformational for those that are coming out of um, young adults 
that are coming out of um, you know foster care that age out 18 to 24 year olds um, having that project so that they would not be homeless. Uh, and so excited for that to come on board. Also the uh, permanent supportive housing development on the Warrant, um, Warrent Commons, excuse me, approximately about $500,000. All these are ARPA dollars um, that came through. And also we're supporting the YWCA domestic violence shelter expansion and I think, Jaden, I think you've gone through the YWCA, so you know intimately there about how important it is that our women and men um, that are in domestic violence situations be able to have a uh, respectable place um, to call home for a short time as they're going through some difficult times in their lives. So those, those are little snapshots um, of some of you know, say economic development opportunities. And Commissioner Girk, and I know you had mentioned in your remarks before, you also mentioned Lucas County Commissioner Tina Skeldon Wozniak, who announced hey. that she will be leaving the commissioner. So I'm sure that's pretty bittersweet. Tina and I have been government bodies, public service together for 25 years. She came on to city council when I was already there in 1997. She came to the board. I followed her. So it, it, it's been a quarter century that, you know, you have somebody that you're, you're used to serving with and Tina has always had that same steady, compassionate, approachable. Um, she's, she was never a politician. She was always a public servant. Um, and I learned a lot from her and we grew up together. So for me, I know at least at least had a, a year with her. For me, it's, it's very bittersweet. But we congratulate her. She's very happy to go out and be a grandma and, and start the next phase of her life. She's still young enough to do that. But, but I'm going to miss her. And I think the community is going to miss her. I'm sure going into next year, a lot of things are going to be different, of course, now having that change of dynamic happening. But 2024 can also be viewed as an optimistic year for Lucas County because we're already having those discussions about what next year is going to look like, of course, with breaking ground on that new jail and also for Lucas County K-9 Care and Control's new home. So for people that are just curious about where their dollars are going in 2024 here in Lucas County, what's the plan? Well, we just passed our budget, and I think Lisa loves to speak about that. She loves budgets actually more than I do, and she, she's good from having been on the school board in the state house. But I think what the community has come to expect from the board of commissioners, we've been steady. Uh, we don't ride a roller coaster up and down. Our budgets are always well, well preserved. We have good operating reserves. We try to communicate to the ears of the public where we're spending our money. Our job is to deliver services. We do more of the social services than the city does, let's face it. The city has police and fire. We don't really have that. So we try to pick up those 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 services a lot of times in the social or quality of life uh, areas. And I think we, we have a plan for next year. We're going to continue to put uh, money into the community. We budgeted one point two million dollars for community development money. So we can people can come and access some support for this. You can't fund every big thing, but we have to fund some small things, too. We have to get into those neighborhoods with the tax dollars and help reinvent them. And uh, that, that's, the, that's part of the plan we have for next year. Jane, I'll add on to that, though, is um, um, is we actually bridge the gap where the state does not step into our communities. And I think that's what um, the commissioners have done over the years. We're going to continue to do that. We've, we've done that well. Um, something new that we're going to have within our budget this year is the, the county's committed to investing $500,000 into the benefit cliff because um, what happens a lot of times is that you have families that are on your SNAP 
benefits or Medicaid or child care assistance and their bosses wanted to give them more hours and increase their work, uh, increase their pay. But the unfortunate part is because of the way the laws are written, they're going to probably make too much, be over income and be cut off immediately. So a lot of people will decide I may have to you know, not take that raise, not take those increased hours or might have to leave that job because they're going to lose, for example, their child care benefits right off of the bat and to be able to budget that. And, and, and we all know within our family budgets, it, it takes time to level out that budgeting time. And so we, I, I'm really proud that we are doing this, um, which actually we did not have assistance from the state where we're stepping in and bridging that gap for our families here. So that's just that's just expanding on a part of this is uh, beyond that $1.2 million of community funding that Commissioner Gherkin talked about. This is another set of dollars that we've set aside that will go directly into our community. So really proud of that. And but that will also help leverage us down at the state house to say, look, I mean, there is really a need for that. And that's a workforce um, benefit versus a social service benefit. So looking forward to um, seeing how we can continue to expand across our county with that. Yeah. And of course, a lot of us economically have just been challenged by these post pandemic years and inflation. Everyone's impacted, including county government. So. How do you work through a difficult time when it comes to things just getting more expensive? We have a great staff that do this and they know how to plan. And I give it, somebody asked the other day, all that ARPA money you guys got, that's only one-time money. So how do you how do you make that go longer? Um, it's kind of an economic, it's, it's a budgeting trick. But we did, we used the money that the feds gave us to pay down debt that we have, just like you would if you have credit card debt, right? And the interest, interest rates are high, right? If you pay that down, to you avoid the bigger interest rates and it gives you more money every month sustainably to go forward we've employed just like you would at home we've employed that strategy to to county government take some of this arpa money that we know only comes for a minute but how can we make it last well we pay down debt or we don't take as much debt because of that that gives us more money we're happy we're happy to give our uh, employees a six percent raise they deserve it uh inflation has impacted them so because we have taken a fairly unique approach to our financial planning so we can give them a 6% raise and maintain that. We've used ARPA dollars, not just for uh, you know housing and things that we need to do immediately, but we found a plan that, that, that makes them last then over the years. I think, I think you're gonna see the benefit of that for a long time. Between inflation and then of course, having to continue a lot of these county services, I wanna go back to the jail because obviously one of the big priorities here was and since you're getting a new building, you have the opportunity to do things that you weren't able to do before. And so how is that going to be funded? I think we have a great sheriff. So the county commissioners fund the jail and cause it to be built. But if you want a jail to run, you have to turn to the sheriff, right? And Sheriff Navarre has made a real commitment to uh, make that operation work uh, much more efficiently. We're going to a whole new way to, to incarcerate prisoners, more of a direct access to them. Um, it's going to save on staff money. It's going to save on overtime money. Uh, it's going to save on, on on other costs associated with jail. So we think not only will the new building give us a new look at criminal justice reform, but with our sheriff's leadership, we can re actually reduce the cost of operating that jail by millions of dollars a year. But Jane, it's not just it's there's there's more to that though too than just um, saving on those ends. But it's how the uh, folks when they come into our jail 
how we're being able to meet their needs. And that's through that new behavioral health center that we will have. And and actually that's going to be um, Commissioner Tina Skelton-Wozniak um, Behavioral Health Center. We unveiled that on Tuesday in her honor for her work around this. But if you look at the, the uh, folks that come into the jail, they're really in mental health crisis. And being able to help them through that mental health crisis, um, uh, why they're in why they're in the jail and then um, and waiting to be uh, go to court, be able to help them right then and there. Uh, so we don't have a continuous revolving door. And so I think that that's really a commitment that the county has made to our community. Mental health is everywhere. And sometimes mental health might end you up into our county jail. But um, I also want to, you know, if you don't mind, you know, we, there's always, you know, the commissioners are never uh, afraid of challenges. Um, this past year, we all know that there was the tornado out in Point Place. I just happened to live there. The county commissioners with, um, under the leadership of Commissioner Gherkin is stepped up. We stepped up to help the community a lot when there wasn't help from other entities. And so I'm really proud of the work that the county did, not only for the community that I live in, the Commissioner Gherkin has lived in in the past, but um, to help them get resources immediately to them. So that, that was a crisis that we met. Um, very, very quickly, we got uh, um, money into people's hands. We were able, our county engineer was the first to arrive on the scene uh, to be able to help clear the pathways for the emergency vehicles to be able to get in, to be able to help people. We were, we had food feeding operations out there for the community with a, an amazing partner, Tina Butts and the community came out there with the movement to feed the community um, when they did not have electricity and have food in so many different ways. So, um, and that's just, you know, Crisis come to us. There's a problem, and these commissioners have been. We've been committed to finding the solution. Yeah, we've definitely. So Lisa, Lisa, Lisa that trial by fire. She becomes a new commissioner, then she gets a tornado in her backyard. <laughs> Just a typical Lucas County commissioner life. What can I say? <laughs> well, in terms of those things, obviously a lot of memorable thing, memorable things happened this year. A lot of things that required a lot of action, a lot of money on some parts too. So. I guess in terms of 2024, what's next on the agenda to tackle? Well, I think just on some of the tourist attractions, we're going to do a Jeep, a marvelous Jeep fest again. Uh, we're in our seventh to eighth year of doing that. That's a, a, a summertime opportunity for people to come downtown. We had 70, 75,000 people. It's the biggest one day event every year in the history of Lucas County. So even though we have to stand up to these crises and do some of the hard, we'd like to have fun too. Um, our, our convention and visitor center is, is doing really well. Uh, we're doing things at the Huntington Center. We did we did face the loss of some opportunity to have entertainment on the river this year when, uh, um, you know, ProMedica got out of the concert series. Look, I've been, I'm old, but I've been around long enough time. We always have music on the river for decades. So we're, uh, hopefully, we work with the city of Toledo to make sure there's a, there's a promoter that will bring, at least for the next year, concerts down. So again, we want to continue to draw other people from outside Lucas County to Lucas County. And when they get here, uh, they love it. You know, we were partners on the Metro Park, uh, on the Glass City Metro Park. So I think that we do some fun stuff, too, and we, we look to continue there. And what's fun, though, Jade, is that when people do come here for the fun stuff, they make a visit to Lucas County. 
after about two to three visits, they end up start looking for a home and they want to call this home because they see that we have so much to offer. Now, for the nerdy kind of stuff of what we're going to be doing, maybe not as exciting right out of the bucket, but it's, um, the county is uh, the first time ever doing a strategic plan. So looking at, the, you know, in order to get all of our employees to draw employees and to drive in the same direction towards shared goals. But that's not just for our employees, but that's for our community. And so we're really excited to get this started and be able by the end of the year next year, have this conversation to say to you, hey, hey, Jane, this is where we are with our strategic plan. And these are some of our long term goals for the county so we can drive that forward. Well, it's definitely going to be exciting to see it all come together, which is why I appreciate you guys joining me to give the little scoop on what's to come. I appreciate it. Always, always want to tell our story. Well, Absolutely. thank you. And that is this week's Community Focus. I'm Jaden Jefferson. Have a great week.